Hello, welcome once again to uh, our study on the uh, passage in First uh, John chapter 4 and verses 1 to 6, but particularly emphasising verse 4, which says, Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And uh, I think this is part three of our studies. Um, I hope that you're uh, enjoying them and that you're sticking with them. And I'm hoping that you're learning something from them and that God is using them to uh, change your life. So with all that in mind, let's uh, let's look at the word once again. Um, if you want to go and get a Bible, then you can pause this. Uh, or if you want to get it up on your phone, that's great. Uh, but read along with me. I'm reading from the NIV and the book of 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognise the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world, and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God doesn't listen to us. This is how we recognise the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Once again, let's pray. Father, we thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And Lord, as we study your word today, Lord, I pray that the entrance of your word brings light. That Lord, that there would be spirit to spirit communication between where you are and where we are. The Lord God, that the truth may come in us and through us. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, once again, I want to thank you that you have promise to anoint my lips to enhance the kingdom of God and Lord you have also said that you are going to use me to flow through as a conduit so Lord do those things even now I pray but Lord that hearts may be touched and lives may be changed in Jesus name Amen well we're on the third part of our study and um, I first prepared this message Way back in April last year, that's the year 2020, just after we'd been requested by our government to stay within the confines of our house until the end of June and the beginning of July. All this as a consequence of COVID confinement. As a result of that, I've had lots of time to think and read and study the word, to pray and to seek the Lord. I don't consider this as time lost but as time gained. It's been like the Lord has enforced a lifetime of Sabbath rests upon me. And in that time, he's been preparing me for what may be coming in the next few months and years ahead. That's one of the reasons that I started this YouTube channel, so I can share these insights and hopefully bless and encourage you. 
and I've been praying for us all at our local fellowship and for the worldwide church, praying that we don't just get back into the swing of things when this seemingly never-ending crisis is finally over. If we do just get back to how it was, then what a waste of time. We've wasted the time that the Lord has graciously given us to seek him and to learn from him and to hear from him. With all that in mind, I think it's time we got back to looking at the verse that we are studying. Because the more we study it and ask God to make it become a reality in our lives, the more effective we will become when all this Covid crisis is finally over. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. As a refresher, I want to remind you of the four focus points within this verse. He, with a capital H, that's God Almighty, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and the Holy Spirit. Us, that's you and me, the church general. There's he with a small h, who is the spirit of Antichrist. And then there is the world in which we all live. So far, we've had a look at him with a small h and a brief look at us. Today, I'd like to continue to focus on the us, on the you's, on the me's. Who are we? What are we doing here? Those are big and sweeping questions which still need answering. And the answers, I hope, will be a force for change in our lives as we bring the good news to the world. We cannot believe that he that is in us is greater than he that's in the world, then, at the end of all this, carry on living as if he isn't. How else is the world going to know that Jesus is greater than all and that he lives in and through us if we just carry on as we did before, if we lived in the same way? The scriptures say that where there is no vision, the people perish. And if our vision hasn't been sparked by these times in isolation, then I'm going to wonder if it's just all been a waste of time. Or more tellingly, if we have wasted the time that God has given us. Speaking personally, that I think is going to be the biggest challenge that I'm going to face. Can I go back to my regular life and my regular work and allow Jesus to be greater in me than the idiot who cuts me up on the highway? Or will he be greater in me when the bus gets me to the railway station just as the train is pulling out? Or will he be greater in me than some of the decisions made by the schedulers in the office? Or will he be greater in me when I'm so tired because I'm up at 4am and not getting home until 10pm? 
To be honest, I don't particularly want to go back there and go back to my usual soplado self when things start to inevitably go wrong. By the way, for my English audience, soplado is the Philippine term used for a sullen and stroppy bloke, which I confess seems to be my natural state when I've been at work. And don't think you ladies can get out of it either, because you are soplada. I think that there must be at least some external evidence of the inward truth that he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. And it should be, and I hope it will be, for the same for you too. You see, without that being evident in our lives, may I be so bold as to say that we will have nothing to offer people in the world who, frankly, couldn't care less about God, and especially about his son, Jesus the Messiah, who they mostly relegate to a swear word. In case you haven't noticed, the people of the Western-influenced world aren't listening and have not been listening to the things that we as the Church has had to say for a long time now. And that has to change if we are going to complete the Great Commission that Jesus gave his Church. I think the people in the world are fed up with Christians giving it all that. Because all they seem to hear is us moaning and groaning and pointing fingers at them, even if we aren't or if that is not our intention. As a, as a result of all that, the church has become irrelevant to them. Our words haven't been enough. What they need to see is God at work in us and at work through us before they'll, they'll give even a thought to the reality that there is a God who cares for them so deeply, who cares for them so much that he had to come into the world himself in order to be the vessel which sorts them out. We need to get into the same space as Paul when he said in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 4, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. How is that going to happen? Let me tell you, it's not going to happen by anything we can do that we've always done. As Christians, when we meet together, we can always form a circle and pray the usual, usual way until the sun comes up. But nothing happens. We can raise our hands and jump up and down in praise and worship until our voices croak and our legs ache. And still nothing happens. We can do all the normal religious things that we do and still nothing will happen. We can turn our sanctuaries into things akin to nightclubs with loud music and flashing lights and smoke machines in order to attract the people from the world because we're trying to be like them and not trying to be like Jesus. 
and still our lives are not impacted enough to make a difference when we leave and go out into the world. It has to be a work of God. Nothing else stands a chance of working. And I'm glad that we have the scriptures as an encouragement to pray and to seek his face and to beg him for a move of God that has been greater than anything that has gone before. And he says to us in Zechariah, in chapter 4 and verse 6, that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. That's the only way the people of the world are going to see that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Nothing else will do. It has to be a work of the Holy Ghost. Our words will once again fall on deaf ears and hardened hearts unless the Holy Spirit moves in us and through us and moves and convicts them, for it is the Holy Spirit that will convict them. We have already read that when Paul went to speak in Corinth, he said that my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. It's the Holy Spirit we need. It's the Holy Ghost that we need. But there is something that we can do. The solution is not found in meeting together and gathering in a circle to pray the usual prayers that we pray. The solution is found in a verse that we all know and that we've all been quoting recently. If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The people of the world need to see a people who belong to God, who have humbled themselves before Almighty God, who have prayed and sought the face of God, who have finally got, got fed up with their sinful lifestyles full of selfish ambition and have turned away from it. Those are the kind of people God is looking for and whom God can use. And finally, at last, he has given us the time and the opportunity to get that done. We are without excuse. We need to come out of this Covid crisis full of faith, full of hope, full of the Holy Spirit, with a vision from God for the souls of lost mankind. I want the Lord to answer my prayer of long ago when I asked him to make me a Holy Ghost signpost that's pointing to Jesus. I want him to fulfil the first word he gave me after my conversion when he said, I'm going to use you as a conduit to flow through. I want to continue to fulfil the prophecy I was given during an evangelistic meeting in a big yellow and white marquee during a Love UK evangelism event in Stafford in 1990. When another member of the evangelism team prophesied that God is going to anoint your lips 
to enhance the kingdom of God and to build up the body of Christ. In case you haven't noticed yet, those are prayers that I pray before I say or do anything. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't fulfil that, there is no point in me saying a word. I'm just wasting my time, and not just my time, but I'm sure that you can think of something better to do as well. I want myself, and I want you, to become as bold as Moses when he said to the Lord, If your presence does not go with us, then do not send us up from here. You can find that in Exodus chapter 33. And verse 15. Now I had to seriously pray that once when I was walking a mile to the house of a woman that needed healing from a serious back problem. I was not going to walk all that way there and all the way back if God did nothing about it. Don't send me up from here if your presence is not going to go with me, Lord. Praise God. She was healed. But we have a better promise than Moses. And as we saw last time, all our promises have been fulfilled by the risen Messiah, who has said in Matthew 28 and Mark 16, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and teaching them all to obey everything that I have commanded you. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I earnestly pray that we will see these things happening through us when all this Covid crisis nonsense is finally over. Because we've humbled ourselves and sought his face and turned from our wicked ways. Then the land will start to be healed because the people will see that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Once again, people, if you've, uh, uh, if you've enjoyed this message and the ones that have gone on before and you feel that your friends or family um, could do with uh, listening to this and, and getting taught by this, then I pray that you would uh, do the right thing and click like and click share and subscribe to this channel. Thank you so much for listening and I pray that you uh, join us next time when we will be on part four of Greater is He that is in you than he that's in the world.